Greetings and welcome to the Synaptic Empire. This is audio transmission number 118. And if you're just joining us this week, thank you so much for finding uh, finding the podcast. And if you're returning, thank you so much. I'm glad you like what we do here. I'm so sorry. I'm about three weeks behind on getting a new episode out. I have made a big deal for a while about every two weeks, every two weeks, going to have a brand new episode every two weeks. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I really dropped the ball on that one. So please, please forgive me. Again, I am anything if not inconsistent. So there we go. I'm going to knock this one out. We started this episode off with a little book of love. I finally picked up a copy of their 1988 sophomore release, Lullaby. That was Pretty Boys and Pretty Girls from that record. Uh, Book of Love was actually the third band that I ever saw. They were opening for Depeche Mode. The night after my 16th birthday, and I do have a legitimate front row ticket from that show. And I'm supposed to go pick up my friend Kelly, who uh, I went with to that show, among some other friends. And I met my friend Lily, who she was sitting next to me. We're still friends to this day. That was 32 years ago. Uh, But Kelly, I've just spoken with her recently, and she has her pictures still from that night. So I believe there's still some Book of Love pictures in there. And there's a, a few good Depeche Mode pictures. Of course, you believe they're good until you start scanning them. And then you're like, oh, hey, that didn't stand the test of time at all. Just the picture itself, not necessarily the show or the band or whatever. But, you know, I've been uh, I've been going through all of my old uh, concert memorabilia and trying to scan everything in. Because uh, I, I noticed that I had a bunch of ticket stubs that were starting to fade away. And I'm just like, well, man, I don't want that to be gone, you know, just to a race off into the ether out there. So 
started trying to catalog and get everything uh, sort of put together for uh, for some sort of concert memories. And I'm planning, and I've talked about this before, I'm planning on doing some mini episodes, which would be the in the weeks in between the two week shows, because I'm going to be able to get that together. But I plan to tie that in with the blog, with uh, the synapticempire.com. And so I can do these little mini episodes and I can talk about the show stories and you can go back and you can, uh, because you're very interested to see what I bought and maybe see the ticket stub and maybe, maybe a set list or something like that. Or, or I have some picks, like not pictures, but like actual like guitar picks and things like that. So hopefully, hopefully I'm going to get that rolling here fairly soon. And why don't I get the rest of the show rolling instead of rambling on? Uh, I've got music for you this time from Brian Ferry, Dead Can Dance, The Godfathers, and something from this. The brand new record, well, brand new, fairly new record from Interpol. You know I love Interpol. And uh, they put out a brand new album called Marauders this year. Uh, This is If You Really Love Nothing. Right here on Transmission 118.
Denton, Texas' Ray clone there. Face Hugger off of their wet EP. Uh, they've been in the studio working on their debut full-length record, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, got to see them last year, and I've, I've played them before and I've talked about them for sure. I got to see them last year and they were really good. So, therefore, I'm very excited that they are going to be a part of the Synaptic Empire 8th birthday party coming up November 10th at Mass, Main at Southside here in Fort Worth. So if you are in the DFW area, you are in the immediate area, please come out. It's going to be a, a big, fun show. Uh, you know me. You know I like a, a little bit of variety, and we've got some variety going on this time. Uh, I've got got our babies, the Kush. We love the Kush. You know that. Uh, put my money behind it, so to speak. Put my money where my mouth was. So we have the Kush, Rose Garden Funeral Party, who you've seen, uh, you've heard here a few times on the show. Loving that, loving that band. And they just got nominated for four Dallas Observer Awards. So congratulations, Leah Lane and the rest of the band. Rose Garden Funeral Party. Upstarts Dagger Club, which have uh, three members of the former Southern Train Gypsy. I would love to play them here, but I do not have any audio of them yet. But... Three members of Southern Train Gypsy, my friend Doug McGrath from several bands. Most recently, he, you could have seen him at, at a show last year that I did with Eric Chandler Band. Eric Chandler being from Bowling for Soup. He was playing bass for Eric Chandler. Also, he was in South FM and he's currently in Bastard City and always in several different things. But he's, uh, I think he's kind of focusing now on Dagger Club, which also includes my former roommate and old, old friend on in every sense of the word. Peter Thomas from uh, Slow Roosevelt and Last Rites and whatnot. They're taking one of those slots there. Also, the Speedlights, who you've heard here as well. They're on the show. So I'm looking forward to a, a big fun night with the Kush, Rose Garden Funeral Party, Dagger Club, the Speedlights, and the previously played Ray Clone here in Fort Worth. So please come out. It's going to be a fun night. Would love to see all of your smiling faces as we have some fun, as we have some fun. I picked this up not too long ago. Uh, I do dig some Fu Manchu, and this is from their first full length, 1994's No One Rides for Free. This is Ojo Rojo, and if my Spanish is the F minus level that I believe that it is, that should mean red eye, Ojo Rojo, right here on Transmission 118. <laughs>
I've been seeing quite a few people in my uh, Facebook music groups as of late playing a bunch of Dead Can Dance records. Uh, so I thought I'd go back to this, uh, the very first one, and give it a spin from their 1984 debut, We Heard the Trial. And prior to Dead Can Dance, we heard The Godfathers, a rip I had made from an LP, so I hope that wasn't too scratchy for you there, off of 1986's Hit by Hit. That was I Want Everything. I'm going to do something new this week, completely stolen from Decibel Geek. I always love hearing from you here on the Synaptic Empire Radio. You can email me, thesynapticone at gmail.com. You can also go to iTunes and leave a nice, shiny five-star review, which would be fantastic and wonderful. I would really enjoy a five-star review if my producer, Joey Haney, if he was here today, he would tell you absolutely, you know, from Rock Strikes 10, he would tell you absolutely this is a five-star show. I believe it's a five-star show. Don't you believe it's a five-star show? Go give me a little five-star rating. Maybe a little review. I'd greatly appreciate it. You can also do the same over at podchaser.com now. Uh, you, can give a, you can actually give different episodes their own reviews and uh, star ratings as well. But yeah, so anyway, I have stolen a new segment this week from the good gentleman over at Decibel Geek Podcast, Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. They like to thank everybody for, uh, you know, I guess engaging with them, sharing the show. I'm just going to go with the engagements. Who, uh, who showed any interest whatsoever? I got to tell you what, between all the platforms, it ended up being a fairly decent list. So here we go. Settle in. Because uh, I got a few names here. We've got Travasta from Dead Register, our good friends out in, in Atlanta. The lovely Leah Varenkamp, my other half. She is legally bound to like the show. Uh, no Relation, Alan Brown. Dan Leitner. Daryl Herbert. Panther City Vinyl. Rain and Shine. Wire Nest Sound. Mark Randall. Casey Dane. The aforementioned Dead Register. Mark Kitchens. Jody Theodore, Sam Chambers, Ryan Cloutier, Zach Busby, Anatopia88 from Instagram, Jay Shabluski, he shared it. Good old Jay Shabluski, we love that guy. Lisa Umbarger, Adrian Neely, who Adrian Neely has uh, probably very little idea that he is the catalyst behind why, pretty much why I do this show. Uh, he was a, uh, a teacher of mine for a radio TV film He was in, in the TV department over at TCJC a few years back. Eric Beyer, Idle Records slash Irv Carwellis, old friend there. Ken Mills, you may know Ken from many various podcasts, including uh, the Kiss Kiss podcasts and Zilch and Cheap Talk. The Podfather, as we like to call him. Larry Harrison, Brent Miller, Justin Robertson, Blake Pichon, Elizabeth Basham, Johnny Latham, Tim Turley, Mike Preble, Britt Ribichaud, Justin Wallace, Marcus Striplin, Cliff Wright, Todd Cunningham, Steve Curtis, and our good friends in the band Motorcade. Thank you all very much. Greatly appreciate that. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for engaging with me. Uh, I hope you're all listening. That would be wonderful because I still believe there's only seven of you out there. So anyway, let's get back to some music. How does that sound? More newish music for you this time. Well, not necessarily new, so to speak, but new to me. Uh, and most likely, a new version of this for your ears. I recently, finally, 
got the A New Career in a New Town box, the third in the Bowie career spanning boxes, this time from 1977 to 1982, so that wonderful Berlin period right in there. And included in there was a 1979 recording, or a re-recording, so to speak, of Space Oddity. And I thought, well, I need to share this for sure. So here it is, a song we all know, we all love, and we've heard 80 million times, but maybe not the 1979 version. This is David Bowie, Space Oddity 1979, right here on Transmission 118. Ground control to Major Tom Control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground Control to Major Tom Commencing countdown engines on Check ignition and may God's love be with you. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made the grade, and the papers 
Yet another Facebook music group discussion. Uh, Love and Rockets right there from their 1996 record, Sweet F.A. That was Pearl right here on Transmission 118. I've had the, the classic for Love and Rockets records for so long, and it seems like after... And I didn't really care for the self-titled 1989 record too much, but it seemed like kind of everybody, for the most part, kind of dropped off for like uh, these records, Sweet F.A., and lift and whatnot but i've gone back and kind of listened to some of those and they're not 
they're not bad. I think overall they're actually better than the self-titled 1989 record for the most part. I don't. I just don't think most people really cared by that point or, or were listening because it was the 90s and you know Love and Rockets weren't necessarily the coolest thing to be listening to in the 90s. But and I'm guilty. I but I I have gone back and I have listened to those records and uh, I hope you will too. I hope maybe Pearl was good enough for you to go. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's worth giving some of that later Love and Rockets a whirl. Prior to that, we heard Jonathan Fireeater with Bipolar Summer from 1997's Wolf Songs for Lambs. That uh, that actually popped up on the newly recreated 8009 song iPod. I had to sacrifice album's iPod for a little bit until I get old radio station iPod put back together. But I've got it. So I can uh, I, I get a lot of inspiration out of that because I've got a lot of random things on there. Although perfectly created, they're perfectly random <laughs> and put on there so that I can uh, maybe hear things that I don't normally listen to and it'll pop up. And maybe there's just a couple of songs by a band, that, especially say like a Jonathan Fire Eater, that'll pop up and I'll be like, oh man, that's really cool. That was a really cool band. I was lucky enough to see them in 95. They opened for Slant 6 here in Fort Worth at the Engine Room. And uh, they came by my record store the next day and I got a couple of couple of copies of that first record they put out from them. But uh, they were it was really good. I need to go back and revisit uh, all of their stuff that I have. And I'll tell you what, that was a hot, hot, hot July night that they came through here as well. So <laughs> good stuff. Speaking of friends of the show, and I mentioned him earlier, I did get to meet Jay Shabluski at Rockin' Pod 2 back in august he was a very nice fellow and i told him uh i've told him recently i'm going to turn him into a dfw music fan if it kills me since he uh dug motorcade so much i thought i would play him a track from singer andrew huffstetler's first band and arguably my favorite dfw band of all time baboon they're in my top three of my holy trinity of baboon brutal juice and the toadies here in uh dfw we were so spoiled in the 90s having having those three bands to to watch it was just uh, just incredible, the the maturity and and uh, just excitement that those three bands brought to our area every single weekend for so long. You know, a lot of people lament and talk about how there was never there wasn't any sort of like uniform sound in DFW to like get the notoriety of a Seattle or a Chicago or a Chapel Hill or you know, any of the big scenes that were going on in the 90s. And you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that because we had such a, a diverse, incredible live music scene and, and local scene going on at that point that if you missed out because of the diversity, man, that's you're out of luck on that. I plan to do a series at some point on spotlighting all of the local bands and everything. Because, I mean, at one point there were there was something like 74 local bands had been signed to major labels in DFW like by like 97 98 somewhere around there just a ridiculous amount of bands that were making incredible music and so many bands were ahead of their time that marketing teams didn't know what to do with them and it's a it's a real shame it's a real shame there's a lot of a lot of art you know austin always gets the notoriety for being music town but and i will take the golden triangle of denton dallas fort worth and all of the surrounding areas I'll put that up against Austin any single day of the week. And I tell you what, we're going to beat them. We're definitely going to beat Austin. I do love Austin bands. Don't think I don't love Austin bands. But some days I I just wish that everybody would throw Dallas and Fort Worth and Denton a bone. 
talk about how good the scene is here. Besides those of us here. So anyway, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. From the album Secret Robot Control from 1997. This is Baboon. You Kill Me. Just for Jay Shabluski right here on Transmission 118.
Some live Brian Ferry right there. I found that on the Mamona EP uh, from 1984 at Sound Exchange in Houston a couple of weeks back. As Leah and I, my fairer half, uh, we took a very short 59-hour, 9-minute vacation to Galveston through Shiner, back up through Houston, and then Waco. And I found a few gems there at Sound Exchange. Very reasonably priced CDs. You know, I still buy a fair amount of CDs myself uh, and vinyl as well. But I like to say I'm an owner. I'm not a renter. I will use Spotify as a tool, but I hope to never be forced to relinquish my physical media. Uh, For me, and I know a lot of people out there who feel the same, but for me, I just don't connect with with something that I don't make the commitment to to own in some form. Honestly, I can, you know, I have tons of stuff on my Spotify, saved records that I like, you know, a lot of stuff like the Kamasi Washington. I need to get a real copy of that for sure. I've listened to it several times and, you know, several records on there that I've listened to quite a few times. But, you know, I definitely, definitely need a, a physical copy of that to really really feel like I've, you know, I connected with that record. And, I, and, and it could just be a psychological type of thing. But for me, I just, I don't know. It's too easy to just sit there and just discard records, discard all this work, discard art uh, via Spotify. It's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It makes everything very disposable. Although it gives everybody a voice, which is great. And it gives everybody a chance to be heard. I just think uh, I think the, the attitude behind it is is very disposable. So there you have it. Uh, I did just conduct a little uh, poll on the Synaptic Empire Facebook page. Uh, the first poll, mind you, so it was fun. But I asked people within the Synaptic Empire how they were listening, and I got a few responses, uh, surprisingly. I was glad to see that. And the results came in. I think it was 23 for vinyl LP records, 18 for CD and then uh, in the comments, we got eight people who were streaming. So, I don't know. Looks like uh, LPs are winning that discussion. But, you know, streaming seems to be pretty strong out there as well. I've been shamed. I've actually been format shamed for how I listen to music because I still use an iPod. And I'm like, and what, what is this? The is, is streaming versus iPod now, you know, the new CD versus LP in the 90s? Or, or, you know, just iPod versus CDs just a few years back or I don't know. I don't I never get that. I never get the person that thinks they're just so hip and cool and technologically superior because they're listening to something in the newest, coolest way, man. How, how are you listening to stuff on an iPod still? Well, I'm an owner, not a renter. I don't want to I don't want to just rent my music. I want to own it. I want to. For me, the commitment is love. So. And that's how I connect. And there you have it. I'm going to get off that soapbox now. Uh, You can join me in the cyber world on Facebook, The Synaptic Empire. The Synaptic Empire on Twitter. The Synaptic Empire on Instagram. You can join me on thesynapticempire.com where I will occasionally, and I do mean occasionally, blog. If you've tried to go there in the last couple weeks and you noticed that the Synaptic Empire link wasn't actually working, I greatly apologize. Uh, I had overlooked fixing my uh, new credit card information. And so the synaptic.com was still there, but just the synapticempire.com wasn't pointing. So I apologize if you weren't able to get to the site to read, you know, 175 articles that I haven't written since, you know, 2015 or so. Except for like the one a year for like the best ofs. So there you have it. As always, I'd like to thank my cnjradio.com family for giving this time to spend with you. 
And here is another selection that comes from Rock and Pod Expo 2 weekend. It just so happened that Third Man was releasing a new Sleep 12 inch, The Morning of the Expo, and Nola Haney, the much better half of Joey Haney, who, uh, you know, from Rock Strikes 10. And you've heard Nola on the show. You know, listeners of Rock Strikes 10 should know her as Joey's much, much, much better half. Uh, she offered to run over and pick up this ultra rare copy that was only being sold at Third Man Records. It just happened that the stars aligned and we were in Nashville the morning that it happened. So I was very excited and I got one. So thank you very much, Nola. Uh, and thank you, Timing. And thank you, I guess, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek for having the foresight to pick that particular weekend to organize Rock and Pod Expo 2. <laughs> Originally, this was just a streaming track from Adult Swim. And here it is now on physical form and i had to rip this because again we all know third man does not give digital downloads it's very frustrating jack white i hope you're listening along with those of you at nuclear blast you're still on the list buddy as chris Jer i just made a fake pin like i'm chris jericho and if you watch wrestling you get that reference <laughs> so anyway right here for your ears this is leagues beneath from sleep I will see you all very, 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 very soon.
The Synaptic Radio is brought to you by the Synaptic Empire in conjunction with cnjradio.com.